0: Welcome to SciVibes, where we bring you corridor and coffee break chats with scientists from all over the world. I'm Anna. And I'm Kelsey at the International Center for Theoretical Physics, ICTP, in Trieste, Italy. Today we're bringing you our conversation with Kip Thorne, who is in Trieste to give a talk at ICTP, the home base of SciVibes. In this episode, we are talking about Professor Thorne's work in the movie making business. I was reading about the process of creating the graphics for Interstellar. Why was it important for you and for the filmmaker to have those graphics accurately represent the science?
1: Well the goal in that movie from the outset from the very beginning was to do a movie that is based on real science but a movie that also bridges over the boundary of our current knowledge. So there are pieces of the movie that are very speculative in regions where we don't understand the laws of nature very well, so-called laws of quantum gravity, and then other areas that are very well understood, like the physics of black holes. This movie began with what's called a treatment, which is a description of a story, of some characters, and the science that's embedded in the story and how the science is embedded in the story. Treatment that I wrote, together with Linda Obst, she's a movie producer, she was Carl Sagan's partner on Contact. So we started the movie and she is a rather powerful person in Hollywood. She brought on the Nolan brothers to write the screenplay and make the movie. They changed the story very, very much. It's their story in the end. They kept all of our science and added some additional science in consultation with me. They came on, they joined us on the project because they wanted to make this kind of a movie.
0: So you talked about how the writers changed the story. How much for you is too far?
1: we had a guideline that we agreed to that nothing in the movie would violate well-established laws of physics and all of the speculations would come from science and not come from just the mind of a screenwriter and christopher nolan agreed to that so long as it did not get in the way of making a great movie but in practice what that meant was that when any fundamental issue in physics was coming into play, we would brainstorm together to find a way that was compatible with the laws of physics, to the extent we understand the laws of physics, to find a way to incorporate it properly into the film. And so it was a truly collaborative effort on making sure that the physics was done correctly and uh, uh, was properly integrated into the film. He was afraid at the beginning that I would be what he called the science police. And I was afraid that he wouldn't respect the science. But within an hour or two of working together, it became clear to both of us that we had the same goals and that we were working together to brainstorm together to find ways to do the science in a really interesting manner.
0: What was the hardest part of adapting technical scientific equations or concepts for the movie or for our lay audience or even for the writers? What was
1: the hardest well, part of Well, there were that? two separate issues. There were the technicalities of making computer graphics that were accurate and had the high quality that you expect in a Christopher Nolan movie. And for that, we had to develop some entirely new ways of doing simulations and so it was Oliver James and I. Oliver James was the chief scientist at Double Negative, the uh, computer graphics company that did the movie. He and I, and the artists uh, who worked on it, uh, we worked together to develop new ways of doing the simulations that would give the necessary quality of graphics. And we published a 40-page paper in a scientific journal about the new methods that we had devised, and these methods are now being used by the physics community and by the, the movie industry when dealing with a light propagating near black holes. It's a very special situation, but we don't work with black holes every day. Yeah. Well, I do, but, uh,
0: <laughs> not, everybody but does.
1: not everybody does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you collaborating on any other movies or projects right now?
1: Uh, yes, I have a project where the treatment in this case was written by Stephen Hawking, Linda Obst, my original partner on Interstellar, and me. And uh, this film uh, is moving along, and I would guess it will be out in about three years. So it's just a guess. It's somewhere between three years from now and infinity from
0: now. (laughs) You never know. You you don't know. Yeah, Yeah. that's great.
1: Everybody who worked on the project was enthusiastic about making this kind of movie. The the actors, the uh, studio executives, the young man in the parking lot who would park my car every time I went on set. They all thought it was wonderful to work with a real physicist. So everybody just enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: You can find out more about each episode on our website at ictp.it and you can subscribe to our podcast for more Coffee Breaks with Scientists. Tell us what you think about the podcast by reviewing it or by emailing us at scivibes at ictp.it. We'll see you next episode.